The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Pierre Hines, who is uh, one of the board members for an organization called Caribbean Returning Nationals Foundation. Pierre, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Devin. Pleasure to be here. Pierre, you recently won an award from the Atlantic Foundation, or excuse me, the Atlantic Council, an organization run by uh, John Huntsman the uh, former governor of Utah, ambassador to China, and uh, presidential candidate. Uh, tell us a little bit about that award and what it uh, meant. Sure. So the Atlanta Council is an international think tank, and part of what they're trying to do is bring veterans into the uh, international fair space and into the dialogue. And so they have what's called the Millennium Leadership Program. And so if you're a veteran under 35, you can uh, take part in the uh, Veterans Take Point Initiative. And, and so that's the program that I participated in. They accept applications. They actually have some going out right now. Uh, they take about a dozen of us, and they train us to be uh, leaders and thought leaders, um, leaders in nonprofit space and thought leaders more generally. So, so that's the idea. Very grateful to the Atlanta Council for that opportunity. And uh, so not only did they give you, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks of online tra- or uh, in-center in training, they also gave you a cash award, right? Right. So uh, out, of, out of the dozen or so that make it into the program, three, uh, they have three, three lines, three tracks. And I participated in a nonprofit startup track. And, and won a grant for $20,000 to, uh, to use towards my nonprofit initiative, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later here. Oh, fantastic. Well, congratulations on that uh, recognition and, and award. I, I am interested to learn more about uh, the African ret- or Caribbean Returning Nationals Foundation. Sorry about that. A lot of the organizations I talk to with the uh, folks are working in Africa, but uh, I... Um, I spent some time in the Caribbean this fall, this past fall, and, and uh, it, there is plenty of need there as well. So tell us a little bit about what you see, especially regarding brain drain. What are, what are the issues you see in the Caribbean that you're trying to alleviate? Sure. So uh, the Caribbean Trainers Nationals Foundation is uh, based here in the United States, and we're a nonprofit that focuses on supporting economic development in the Caribbean. We'd like to reverse the effects of the brain drain. Uh, and we do that by connecting financial and human capital from the diaspora and, and feed that back into the region. And what I mean by brain drain, Devin, is that, you know, you have a region of the world, uh, places like Jamaica, where 80 percent of the educated population, they oftentimes migrate to to more developed nations, OECD nations, um, such as the United States, the UK and Canada. And, and what that does is it creates a brain drain where local communities, they lose out on the tax revenue, they lose out on this sort of human capital that's, that's, that's going to other places, and the remittances that people send back to the region doesn't make up for that. It doesn't fully account for, for the talent 
that the Caribbean countries are losing. And so that's the mission of Caribbean Returns National Foundation is to see what we can do uh, to to help and alleviate that problem. So tell us a little bit about the activities you're doing to try to address that. Sure. Um, you know, one one thing that's happening right now that we're right in the midst of, we uh, last week I was in Trinidad and Tobago and we partnered with a venture fund out of DC. Uh, they're called 1776 and, and, and they have a network of folks with financial resources. And so, you know, if you're a small organization like we are grassroots and you can't do everything yourselves, what you can do is partner with other folks. And so we partner with them to extend entrepreneurship opportunities to, to folks in the Caribbean. So, for example, recently we had um, we had startup companies from five Caribbean nations, Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, Barbados, St. Vincent, St. Lucia, come out to Trinidad and Tobago to compete. And uh, and so we, we selected 20 startups to participate in that program. Uh, we Out of that 20, we chose three, uh, three very products that we can put a lot of resources behind. And we have a pool of mentors from the Caribbean diaspora that are uh, these three startups are now going through a mentorship program where they can get advice from experts in various areas so that they can help grow their businesses and so that they can take their knowledge. Uh, hopefully the investments they, they can acquire here in the United States and, uh, and around the world, and they can bring that back to the local community. So that that's sort of an entrepreneurship initiative that that's, that's happening right now um, that that's going very well right now and that we're very excited about. That's great. Can you give us any examples of the sorts of companies that are coming out of that program? Sure. Um, to name three, there's, there's Conflict Women, and uh, Conflict Women, they're based in Trinidad and Tobago. They financially empower uh, victims of domestic violence, and they train them. You know, one of the problems with domestic violence is that women are stuck in that situation because they don't have the financial means to get out of the marriage or the relationship. And so what this organization does is allows them to make jewelry and, and, and to earn income that way. And, and, and so that's what Conflict Women is focused on. We also have, for example, out of Barbados, the, uh, the Caribbean Transit Solutions is going through the program right now. And they are sort of like an Uber-like company within the Caribbean where they can tell you where to find the bus route. They can tell you where to find a cab and, and that sort of thing. And so these are both, uh, both companies that are doing very well. Um, and they're part of the people that the Caribbean Turning National Foundation is is supporting now. Oh, that's great. Uh, you've got, uh, in addition to the, uh, and that that's the program you call the uh, the Challenge Cup Caribbean, right? Right, and, th- and that's part of it. So the Challenge Cup is sort of like the event, and then it's all part of an entrepreneurship initiative. Um, so it's a little, you know, Challenge Cup is one slice of that. And then you've also got a youth empowerment program, right? Right. So what we call it, Devin, is the uh, Students for Students Initiative. And, and this has been going on for some time. If, if you're like me, you're in the United States, you're in the UK. And, you know, one way you can get in touch with your roots is you could go on Ancestry.com, for example, right? But if you really want to experience it, if you want to go beyond just reading about it, um, there's uh, Students for Student Initiative fi- provides an opportunity for you to connect with other folks from the region virtually, and it gives you an opportunity to get involved in, in various activities. So we host events. Uh, we host uh, sort of educational programming for, for youth. And 
And so that's a way to get youth involved and to keep them in touch with their Caribbean roots. So it's very easy to lose sight of that. Um, so, so we're very pleased with to be able to offer that for, for young people uh, in the Caribbean. We have folks in the Caribbean that are involved with it, but then you also have folks who are outside of the Caribbean who are also involved. So it's a way for, for, for both sides to, to connect with one another. Oh, that's great. I want to explore just a little bit with you what motivates you to tackle this. Uh, this seems like uh, kind of a distant problem, someone else's problem. Why on earth do you care? Yeah, and and I think a lot of folks who sort of are a little bit far removed from the Caribbean uh, probably feel that way. Um, but they still care. And, and for me personally, um, you know, I was sitting at Georgetown Law School. I was in my third semester and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I got my job lined up, you know, I'm ready to go, uh, ready to take on the world, make my, make my mark, so to speak. Right. And Jamaican ambassador to the United States comes into, uh, and speaks to a group of Caribbean students. And, And so I was there and he talks about all the challenges in the Caribbean and you immediately think about, oh, look at, look at everything that I've got. I'm sitting in this nice classroom. We're drinking coffee, eating pizza. And, and folks in the Caribbean don't have that opportunity. And so for me, it was sort of like a call to action. I don't think that the, the ambassador meant it to be a call to action. But for me, that's what it was. And, and so one of the things I immediately did is try, try to find, who, you know, who can I connect with in my area uh, to, to, to make an impact, to make my mark. Um, and so that's why I joined the Criminal Return National Foundation, joined the board, and, and, and that's what um, really gets me going. And, and one, more, one more point on that, Devin, is that, uh, you know, I, I'm also working as I'm, I'm in both the private nonprofit and nonprofit sectors. Um, but, you know, oftentimes I'll find myself busy with, you know, five different things to do. And there's no question I, I get the most joy, I get the most fulfillment out of the stuff that I'm doing uh, for the Caribbean Returning Nationals Foundation. Oh, that, that, is, uh, that is awesome. Now, you have a, a family connection to the Caribbean as well. Do I understand that correctly? Right. So my, my father, uh, you know, I'm sort of one of 1.2 million uh, children in the United States, you know, who have at least one Caribbean-born parent. And my father came from Jamaica to the United States uh, in the 70s. And he had seven siblings. They all moved over here. Uh, as far as I know, I don't have any family, uh, direct family, that still lives in the Caribbean. Most of them have already moved to the United States. And, and so for me, this is, this is very personal. Um, you know, when we talked about brain drain earlier, Devin, I would consider my family is part of the brain drain. They are absolutely, um, you know, one of the, one of the groups that, that moved, you know, out of the Caribbean to a, to a developed nation. And they've had all kinds of opportunities, um, you know, with, with just within the eight, eight folks within my, my, my father's family, you have entrepreneurs, business executives, uh, nurses, college deans. So th- there was all types of opportunities that they were able to have by moving to the United States. And that has trickled down uh, to providing me with opportunities within the United States. Well, it, it shows the, it really illustrates the problem of brain drain because the uh, all of those folks have been successful here in the States. 
and whatever they might have done in the Caribbean, uh, they would have made the Caribbean a better place. That, that, that bright intellect, that capability. And, and so it's interesting that you have decided to, to take responsibility and move back and, and give back to, to that uh, region of the world in order to support it and help it. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, I was there in last fall. I spent uh, a week in Haiti, and uh, th- there are some desperate needs. There are some desperate needs in the Caribbean, and so I commend you for, for your great work. I wonder um, if I could just ask you about who you look up to, uh, who you admire. You you know, you're, you're becoming a role model and an example to a lot of people, but, but who, who inspires you? Yeah. Well, this week it's, it's sort of interesting because, you know, Monday we celebrated Martin Luther King holiday and I do think about him and, and his legacy very often. And it's someone I admire. I know, I know, I'm sure there's millions of people around the world who feel the same way. And, and some, some people look at him and say, you know, he ended a negative thing, you know, uh, discrimination. But I, I'm sort of a half full type of guy. And I think a lot about he gave birth to a lot of things where you brought a whole community of folks together who were, you know, from similar backgrounds, uh, you know, racially, uh, economically, and, and, and gave them hope and, and gave them a direction. And so, I, you know, I admire his work, as I'm sure uh, millions of people across the world do. And this week, I uh, definitely gave that some thought. And, and and one other person, Devin, I know you only asked me about one person, but I, I do think a lot about my grandfather who uh, who had eight children. And, um, you know, it's remarkable how successful all eight of them went on to be. And I don't know how he did it. I didn't get a chance to know him that well because, uh, you know, he was he was pretty old by the time I was born. Um, but I do admire sort of what he was able to accomplish in terms of uh, the children that he brought to this world. Yeah, he created some remarkable people, much to his credit. I, before you go, I want to take and get one more thing from you. I, I ask all of our guests on the show for an impact hack, something that would allow us who, as viewers to to do more good. And uh, you clearly have been successful. You're having a lot of impact. We want to, we want to have more impact like you. So what, what's your tip? Yeah, I, I treat, you know, I work in, in, in a private sector where, you know, there's, everything's high stakes. There's a lot of money on the table, but I think some people think when you're working with a nonprofit that, you know, you shouldn't take it that seriously, particularly when you're dealing with Caribbean people. You know, whenever we have anything, we tell people an hour ahead of time to be there an hour ahead of time because we know everybody's going to show up late. You know, we're very, very relaxed folks. But um, I sort of try to bring the same energy, the same seriousness about my work uh, in the nonprofit sector, even if even if folks are volunteering, uh, even if there's not a lot of money at stake, um, you know, there's you, you feed in your passion. And you treat it seriously. You, you show up on time. You say you're going to do something. You do it, uh, even if you're if you're volunteering. You're not getting paid for it. Um, and you treat it with the same sense of urgency that you would treat anything else. Um, and so that's one of the things that I try to bring with me uh, that keeps me going 
and, and that keeps me on task. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, taking the, uh, that, that level of focus that you use in your professional life with your nonprofits. And, and I guess it's fair to, to point out that you still have a full-time job. You're working at, uh, is it Jones Day where you uh, are practicing law? That's correct. Yeah, I, I, I joke I, with people. I have, I have two full-time jobs. So, uh, you know, I'm oftentimes up, you know, working during the day, up at 1 a.m. I'm sure a lot of folks that your viewers, uh, you know, go through the same thing. But I, but I love it. I love staying busy. Um, so I, I consider myself to have full two, full, uh, two full-time jobs. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you're doing remarkable work, and certainly we're grateful you would take time to be on the show today. Before you go, tell us how we can learn more about at Caribbean Returning Nationals Foundation. Sure. Uh, thanks, Devin. Um, so anyone can email me at phines, phines at CaribbeanReturningNationals.org, or uh, you know our Twitter handle is at CaribReturning. And so those are two ways uh, for folks to get in touch with us. You can also Google us and find us on the web. Fantastic. Well, Pierre, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And uh, I'm excited about your great work and wish you every success in making a difference there in the Caribbean. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate uh, what you're doing today and, and what you've done in the past to support us. All righty. Let's do some good. Thanks. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.